I just want to think for a few moments, if you will, about stories. We love stories, don't we? I, I don't know if you've known many toddlers, but one of the joys I have in living with a toddler is watching my son engage with stories. We have many books in our house, far too many. I probably get as many children books as I have theology books, maybe not quite, but close enough. But we have books with flaps, we have board books, we have books with things that you pull and things that you pull and things that you touch and things that you see yourself in. We even have books that are waterproof that go in the bath. We have all sorts of books and of course his favourite above all is the story of the Gruffalo that we read every day. But we have fun stories, we have long stories, we have short stories, we have bedtime stories, we have Bible stories. And there's something wonderful, isn't there, about seeing a child's imagination grasped by a story. And I wonder if you can remember back to your childhood, some of you further back than others, and think of a story that captured you. I wonder what you can think of. But of course, stories aren't just for children. We love stories too. Whether you love books, whether you're a Netflix connoisseur, whether you love the family stories that get passed down generation by generation, we love stories. There's no better season for stories, is there, than Christmas. I wonder what your favourite Christmas story is. I wonder if you're a very classic Dickens Christmas Carol kind of person. Maybe you're more the Muppets variety of the Carol. Maybe you're all about the Grinch, or maybe you just love Elf. I don't know. But we love stories, and especially films at Christmas. We also love stories through songs, don't we? That's why I think Christmas carols capture us so much, because they tell us stories. We love them. And we come tonight to consider the story. And if I was to put this story of Christmas into any genre that I possibly could, I would put it, I would call it the greatest love story ever told not in a romantic sense but in a far greater sense of the word love because we come together to consider a story that has captured generations for 2,000 years a story of a baby that is born that would change the trajectory of humanity but a story that we still feel the effects of today and I love what the guys have prepared for tonight, that what we are doing is looking at the story of Christmas as part of the much bigger story. Because ultimately, this is one big story. You see, this story started off wonderfully. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything was good. You see, if the story ended, they are fabulous. This is the perfect story. The most idyllic, the most lovely, the most peaceful, the most perfect story ever written. If there's ever a perfect story, read Genesis 1 and 2. But we know that the story turns. We know that the story turns. Sin enters the world. That selfishness, that sinful desire to rebel against God and be our own God disrupts us and separates us from God. And very quickly, the reality for man went from perfection to brokenness. And what follows in the story of the Bible is an Old Testament that follows this pattern. A loving God, 
and a rebellious people. A loving God that constantly extends his grace and his mercy. But a people that constantly push it back in his faith. A God that would send judges and prophets and priests and kings. But not one of them able to live to the holiness of this God. The prophets would proclaim that there will be another way. One of those we read tonight. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And he shall be called Emmanuel. God with us. The promise of the difficult part of this story is one will come to save you from this mess. But if you read this big story without knowing what happens next. You can't help but ask, but where is he? What is going on here? Where is this king? Where is this Messiah? We are met with silence. For hundreds of years, we wait for this promised king, continuing this rebellion against God. All was quiet and the story looks to stutter. And then the end of Malachi is written and for 400 years there is silence from God. Silence. And then we turn the pages and the silence is pierced. And it is pierced with words like Mary will bear a son and you shall call him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. The angel would tell Joseph. Or do not be afraid Mary. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The angel would tell Mary. Or fear not. For behold I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day. In the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. The angels would cry to the shepherds. And to follow that grisly man John would proclaim behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You see most stories in their basic premise start with things are good, things get bad, the hero comes happily ever after if you'll indulge me to its simplest form and here we have this twist we see here a plan to rescue mankind being put into action we see here a plan created by the eternal God to rescue us a plan to send not just someone but to send himself so that all who would come to know him might be saved You see, this Christmas story, this baby wrapped in this cloth, this baby that lies in this manger changes everything. Because this baby is Emmanuel. This baby is God with us. But the story doesn't even end there. The story doesn't end with this baby. This baby would grow, become a boy, become a man, and be the most remarkable of men. Be a man who would lead a sinless life, 
a man who would be tempted and tortured yet would not break. He would teach and heal. He would become our saviour. Not as anybody expected. Not born in any way fit for a king. But this baby born in the stable to Mary. How can this possibly be our saviour? But this baby, this God-man, is the saviour of the world. A world that could not pay the price for their sins would see this man hang on a tree and cry, it is finished. And he would rise again. And he would rise in victory and put an end permanently, forever, eternally, to sin and to death. And there is promise and there is hope in that for us. You see, this story of the Bible returns really to where it started. It starts with this perfect garden. The real trouble follows. There is real darkness, real separation. But the story ends perfectly. It ends with a baby offering us the way of salvation, eternal life, perfect unity with God, just like it was in the beginning. You see, this Christmas story doesn't start with a baby. It starts with God in the beginning. And there's something so utterly unique about this book, so utterly unique about this story, because its effects live long without its pages. You see, the Jesus that is written in here is alive. The Jesus in here is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. This Jesus is alive. And this story continues today. This one big story spans the beginning of time to the end of time. Do you know, if I could possibly try and write a blurb for this story, it would be something like there is hope in a broken world and his name is Jesus. You see, friends, I love Christmas. I love the festivities, I love the lights, I love the trees, I love the mince pies, I love the mulled wine, I love the Christmas movies, the Christmas music, presents, family. I've even put a pause on going to the gym for a while because I'm preparing for Christmas. It's wonderful. I love everything that goes with Christmas. But that reminder that you get every year, I will give you again. Let us make sure that in the fun and in the joy of it all, Jesus is the center of it all. Why? Because he isn't just for Christmas. He isn't just for carol concerts. He isn't just for Sunday services, for those perfect people with life together. Because if you ever meet one of them, I'd love to too. But this Jesus is for broken people and for sinless people. He is for all. The one who came to seek and save the lost. So this one big story is an utterly remarkable story with which Christmas sits in the middle of for us. So my question to you this evening is how will you respond to that news of the Lord Jesus? He cannot be ignored. Everyone one day will give an account upon their acceptance or rejection of him. But the promise is the God that took on flesh, that dwelt among us, became sin though he knew no sin, died and rose again to pay a sacrifice you could not bear. Why? Because the perfect, humble, servant king so loved the world. That, friends, is the greatest story ever told. And you can be a part of it. Let me pray for you.
Lord Jesus, we thank you for your good news. We thank you that you are alive today. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the joy of you coming into this earth. You showing us God. You loving us, caring for us, dying for us and rising again. Jesus, you are great. Bless our time together, we pray. Amen.